0: This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 124, real-life English podcast on how to live English, not just learn it.
1: Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck, coming to you from Portland and Boston, USA.
2: Meet Chad from Real Life English and get three tips on how you can make English a real part of your life. Here's a hint it's not in a classroom. Listen today for English inspiration.
3: Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor, Indeed need to hire, you need Indeed.
0: Good morning, Aubrey. How are you?
2: I am great. I just ate a grapefruit, which is, (laughs) I just love them so much, but because we have a tree, right? So I can just pick it off the tree and eat it. And fruit fresh off a tree is so much better than when you buy it in the store. It's amazing. That's a ama- That oh, sounds so delicious. That
0: made me hungry just now. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, real life grapefruit. We're talking about real life today, Aubrey. <laughs> That's right.
2: I love your segues so much. They're always so good.
0: <laughs> um, Aubrey. So, we're talking about real life English today. What does that even mean? So like, how is real life English different from other English?
2: Yeah, there's, you guys have heard a lot of not real life English. <laughs> yeah. If you have listened to um, online courses where it's scripted, right? You can tell that someone's reading a conversation. It feels sort of stale and not very realistic, as opposed to a conversation where two people are just talking and they're not reading a script, which is much more real life.
0: Exactly. Um, I was even um, an actress for Ooh. one of those uh, teaching companies in Taiwan. There's like DVDs of me floating around okay. teaching you how to buy cameras or whatever.
4: Um, I see and you. it's like,
0: <laughs> it's super scripted and it does not, it is not at all how we talk in real life. And we don't want you guys to learn that way because that's not how we talk. So today, guys, we are talking to Chad from Real Life English. He's from Australia, so you'll get to hear a cool accent yes. and is a teacher in. Brazil. And he is the co-founder of Real Life English, a big brand down there in Brazil. And you can hear him on his podcast, which is of the same name.
2: Yes, they are all about getting students to learn real life English, just like us. And he has some really fantastic tips on doing this today. So let's dig into his first tip. All right. So the three keys to real
5: life fluency, This is something that I've kind of put together based on my teaching experience and language learning experience. Yeah. And one of the first ones I wanted to talk about was to not just learn the language, but to actually live it. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of people, I think, look at language learning as, you know, kind of like a subject, a school subject, and it's very limiting. It's very... I don't know, it gets quite boring as well. So mm. when I say to live it, I mean, in a way to, you have to find a way to connect your English learning to your life in some way.
0: Um, That was really interesting. So a little bit after that, in the interview off mic, Chad said that he had studied Indonesian, which is crazy. He studied Indonesian wow. in high school, but he didn't learn it because he didn't have any connection to that Mm. language, right? But then he said later he got into capoeira, which I used to do capoeira as well. It's super Mm. fun. Um, And that got him interested in Brazilian culture. And then after that, he made some Brazilian friends and started using Portuguese in his life, right? With his friends, with his interests, not in school, right? But he got into the language through the culture. And that's how he became fluent in Portuguese.
2: Yeah, I think this happens sort of often to high school students in the United States where the languages that are offered are sort of just because there's a teacher who speaks that language and can teach that language. That happens, right? That happened in the Bronx when I was teaching French just because I spoke French and they didn't have anyone else. And the students don't necessarily want to learn that language or have those connections. And so a lot of them don't learn much because they don't have the motivation.
0: That was my experience in high school studying Spanish. My Mm -hmm. Spanish teachers were not even native Spanish teachers. Like, they were Americans who... I mean, I think they were fluent in Spanish. I'm not even sure. But they spoke English a lot of the time in class. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't learn much. I barely learned any Spanish in high school. It was just through traveling and going to places like Spain and Mexico that I actually started learning the language. And no, it was never in a classroom.
2: Yeah. Why are people stuck on this idea of learning language in a classroom? What do you think? Because that's still very prevalent in the United States and really not very effective. Because it's comfortable, right? It's
0: easy. You listen to somebody talk, you fill out a worksheet, you memorize a list, you take a test. This is how our brains are, this is how we think we learn um, Mm -hmm. because that's what we're used to doing in school right? Um, and actually learning a language, going out, taking risks, um, put it, making yourself vulnerable in the real world, right? Like, you're afraid, but you're going to do this anyway, and you're going to meet new people and try new things. Like, that's scary. And so I think people just use it as an excuse, like, ah, I'll just, I'll just sit safely in my desk in a classroom. <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: exactly. I was really hopeful that, you know, school is evolving a little more, but my daughter is taking Spanish right now, yeah. and it's the same as I learned French in high school. It's like learning all these grammar rules and worksheets, and she can't really say anything. Yeah. It's such a bummer.
0: Totally. So speaking of grammar rules and worksheets, Chad has a little something to say about this.
5: This is something which a lot of people ask me personally. Is about, you know, like grammar. They mm-hmm. generally at the start of any language learning process, a lot of people focus a lot on grammar. But in my perspective, how I like to teach my students at least is to, like I said, kind of connect the language and start building some vocabulary, start trying to use it. And things like grammar is something that you can kind of use as a base
1: Mm -hmm. to kind
5: of understand what you're already using. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Again, from my personal experience, I kind of use grammar as a way of feeling more confident when I speak, but it wasn't like the, uh, the main focus of my study.
0: Okay, so I definitely agree with what he's saying there about grammar. I like this idea of making it secondary, right? Mm -hmm. Like not making it the main focus. Grammar should never be the main focus, you guys. Um, What do you think about that?
2: Oh, I agree so much. This is like my daughter in Spanish classes, the grammar, just studying grammar is really paralyzing her. She's focused so much on the wrong thing, on perfecting her grammar and not taking those opportunities to connect with anyone in Spanish. And so she doesn't love it. And I see the potential for her to love this language if she could actually speak to people and connect in the language instead of just focusing on grammar.
0: Exactly, you guys. Grammar paralyzes you, right? You're focusing on the wrong thing. We don't connect through verb tense, (laughs) okay? Guys, we need to focus, as we say on All Ears English, on connection, not perfection, guys, because grammar is a block. It's a wall between you and connecting with other people, between you and actually using the language for what it's meant to be used for. Right. You're Mm -hmm. not right. Like we're not learning it to be grammarians. You're learning it to talk to other people.
2: Right. Exactly. And think about it this way. Do you care if someone has perfect grammar when they talk to you, if they make a mistake, especially if they're learning your language as a second language learner? Does it bother you? It probably doesn't. You're probably just excited to connect with them. Happy that they're learning your language. You don't care if they make grammar mistakes.
0: I know. Yeah. I just want to connect with people. I just, yes. I'm, I am endlessly curious about people and I don't mm-hmm. care, especially if English is not your first language. Why do I care if you have perfect grammar? It seriously does not matter at all. You guys, like, mm-hmm. I just want to hear your stories.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: If you know me, you know that I value healthy eating. I always feel better when I eat well. And use code B A E E 50 to get 50% off. That's code B-A-E-E-50 at F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. And another
2: way to change your English learning routine is to listen more, to listen a lot, right? You have to take in so much language, fill your brain with it in order to start producing it. And this is, again, a lack I see with high school students with my daughter. She's not listening to much Spanish. I'm trying to get her to listen to a podcast in Spanish or a TV show. She's kind of fighting it because she doesn't have that engagement yet, that motivation. And that would help her so much to take in more language
0: definitely that those two things are always what is lacking in the traditional language learning environment speaking and listening right mm-hmm. and these are the two most important things to connect with other people right? right and those are the two skills that we miss out on especially in these high school classrooms um and here guys maybe you're wondering like i feel like i'm lower level. I don't think I can understand everything if I try to watch a movie in English. Um, Guys, you don't have to understand 100% of what you hear at all. Like, that's not your goal right now. Make your goals realistic. Your goal is to understand maybe the gist of the story. Your goal is to watch it with subtitles so you can learn 3 new vocabulary words. Like your goal is just to enjoy the story sometimes. You don't have to understand everything, guys. Um and you know what? Here's a little secret as well. When natives watch stuff in their first language, but maybe with different accents, um they might not understand a hundred percent of what they hear either. <laughs> like I think yeah. that's important to remember.
2: Oh, I listen to most all TV or watch it with closed captions on because there'll be somebody. Yeah. I've just gotten used to it. There'll be someone with an accent or who's maybe a low talker. And I won't understand quite this. So if I can just glance at the closed captions and see what they said, it's super helpful. So I've kind of gotten used to it now. So funny. Natives do it too, just to make sure that they understand what's being said.
0: Totally. Um, And also like not just for movies and whatnot and that sort of listening practice, but even in real life, if... I'm in a group of people and they start having a conversation about a topic I'm not familiar with. Like maybe they're talking about blockchains and cryptocurrency or something. Like I'm not going to understand 100% of what they say. (laughs) Most of the
2: words. (laughs) Like they're speaking another language entirely.
0: Yeah, because they are. Like this is a Mm. whole different subset of English vocabulary. Um, All right, guys. Let's get into the next tip from Chad.
5: I do have one more idea, and that is having uh, maybe the importance of community the importance of being around people who can support you with your with your language learning uh, I guess either like colleagues people who study with you um, yeah. even nowadays with the internet it's a great way to connect to people from all around the world you know yeah. you can connect to English learners from the other side of the world you can connect to for example real life english we have an online community where a lot of people make friends they they try to uh, i think a lot of people sometimes skype each other
2: yes this is so true and what we talk about all the time here at all your's english it's all yeah. about community learning from other language learners connecting with them that is how you learn a language
0: exactly guys so think about who you're studying with, right? We don't want you guys to study by yourself, okay? Think about who you're studying with. Maybe it's even just exchanging messages in English on Instagram or Facebook or something. Maybe you're part of an online course and there is a news feed that you can talk to other students or a forum. Maybe you have tutors that you're taking classes with. All of these people, anybody you are exchanging English words with, these people are part of your community. All right. So don't just speak English to other students in a classroom. Okay. Yes, like if you are, yeah.
2: We're part of your community, right? The yeah. All Ears English community is such a close knit group. I love every time someone comments in the All Ears English Facebook group or one of the Facebook groups for our courses. It's such a supportive community and everyone in there is taking every opportunity to get to know each other, communicate with each other. It's so awesome.
0: Exactly. Exactly, you guys. Um, All right. So what what I want to note here as well that I found interesting about Chad's third tip about community, it really circles back to the first tip, you know, sort of closes that loop. This idea of living the language, right? It's not just about individual words. It's not just about grammar rules. In fact, it's not about those two things at all. It's about connecting to other people, to other cultures, to to yourself in some ways, you're, you're learning about yourself because you're learning about the world, right? And so we're connecting to other people through a new language, through culture, and it's just all part of the same goal. So guys, remember, the goal isn't about memorization or tests. It's about the people, right? Um, so let's go ahead and summarize Chad's three tips for our students, Aubrey.
2: Yes. So the first one is to connect to the culture of the language through things that interest you so that you can actually live the language like Chad did with Capoeira. And then second, don't focus on grammar, focus on listening and using the language to make those connections. And then third, find a community of supportive people, students, teachers that you can speak to in real life to make those connections.
0: Yes. Awesome. Um, And you can get started on that community by going to reallifeglobal.com. And you can find lots of resources there from Chad on that website. Um, You can also check out his podcast, Real Life English. Um, All right. Awesome. Aubrey, this has been a very cool interview to dig into today.
2: Yes, I know. So fun. I'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer corollas and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. toyota let's go places
4: as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming